America is a promise. Oh, come on, girl. Say it America again. Is a promise. She's getting my vote right now. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. Yes, it is. Not for some, but for all. All of them, even the unborn children. Come on. That's right, them unborn babies. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. Yes, we did. That we are each endowed life, liberty, pursuit with of the happiness. Right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. What? What? Okay, y'all. Cliff here from Not Gospel Studios. I had no intention of making another video this week, honestly. I have tons of stuff to edit. Chandra and I sat down for several hours this week and had some wonderful discussions and already had a podcast in the pipe ready to come out this weekend. And then I got wind of this. In my opinion... This is the only thing, the most important thing worth talking about this week. The fact that Kamala Harris omitted life out of the quoting of the Declaration of Independence, our right to life to fit her political agenda. This is the most significant political misstep in a speech or a public event in American history. And I have not had my opinion influenced by any of the political commentators or the media personalities out there. This is just my hardwired opinion from knowing what I know and seeing what I've seen. And if you've been following the channel at all, you know that here at Not Gospel, we are a Christian podcast, and we have not been political in a long time. We've kept things more about our Christian faith, our Christian views on pop culture stuff and movie reviews and all of this stuff. And we've left the politics to the professionals. But this had to be talked about. This is without a doubt the most significant political misstep in American history, in my opinion. And we're going to dive in today as to why I think that is. Thank you for joining me. This is not gospel. So at a planned parenthood event, Vice President Kamala Harris, and I hope I'm saying her name right. It's not my intention to deliberately offend. She's quoting the Declaration of Independence, and she's trying to advocate for American citizens and, and women in general their right to an abortion, that abortions are an inalienable human right, that you have a right to abortion just at, like you have a right to any other type of health care. And another part in that speech, she also says that no one, no government can tell you what to do with your own body. This is all about abortion. Well, in one of the dumbest moves in political history, in my opinion, she attempted to use our founding documents to back up her claims that abortions are a right of American citizens. And then she starts quoting the Declaration of Independence. Well, the most vocal opposition to Planned Parenthood, which is the single largest provider of abortions, is the pro-life movement and those people who call themselves and consider themselves pro-life. Now, at a Planned Parenthood event, there's no way that Kamala Harris can say we have the right to life and this right is for everyone and extends for everyone without there being political blowback because the pro-lifers are going to be that's what we've been screaming the whole time. 
The pro-lifers are going to say, we believe and agree with you that you have the right to do whatever you want with your body and that no government can step in and tell you what to do. We just know that that's another human body inside of you, and you don't have the right to exact your will on that other human body. They have the right to life, which is protected by the Declaration of Independence, our founding documents as Americans. So I don't care who you are. This is significant to me not because I'm a man or because I'm a Christian or because I'm a conservative or some kind of diehard Republican. That's not the case. I am a Christian, and my views about eternity and my values about eternity do transcend and filter into every single thing I do in life, which is the same for a Buddhist or an atheist. What you believe about eternity, the hereafter, is going to influence the way you live. That's just reality. But it doesn't matter if you are a Christian, an atheist, man, woman, LGBTQ, or cis, or straight, or black, or white, or whatever, liberal, Democrat, Republican, conservative, it does not matter. This should be relevant to you. The fact that Kamala Harris omitted our right to life when quoting the Declaration of Independence because she happened to be at a Planned Parenthood event signifies that she's willing to omit your human rights and ignore or deny your human rights if they object to or stand in the way of her political agenda. That's what it means. Their political agenda is to gain the female vote, to gain the voter who wants abortions legal, fair and safe and legal for everyone. They want that vote, and she's been one of the loudest voices in politics for pro-abortion. That's just reality. You can see how she's voted over policies over time, and she is a loud and advocate for abortion. So if she's willing to omit, ignore, or deny one human right, the and actually the most basic human right, which is the right to life, and she's willing to pretend that it doesn't exist and, and, and isn't protected, and America doesn't promise and guarantee the protection of your right to life just in pursuit of her political agenda, then what other rights is she willing to omit or ignore in pursuit of their political agenda? This is not just some random politician or some magistrate or some mayor of a tiny little town in Kansas or something like that. This is the vice president of the United States, the sitting vice president. If something were to happen to Joe Biden, the currently, if I'm not mistaken, oldest American president in American history, she'd be our president. She'd be the leader of the free world, and she's willing to omit your basic human right, protected right to life in pursuit of her political agenda. Now, why am I judging her so harshly on this omission or the lack of defending your right to life? Well, other than the obvious that clearly we want our politicians hoping – we are hoping that our politicians have our best interest in mind. This clearly demonstrates that she does not have your best interest in mind. Her interests are in their political agenda regardless of whether your life is protected or not. So that's one reason why this is so important. And why am I judging her so harshly on this? Well, what were the reasons that Trump was, was considered and deemed to be like unfit for a presidency? It wasn't because of policies. If you look at the policies under Trump… Sad to tell you, if you voted against Trump, the policies for Trump were not bad. 
for, on the most part, they were great. The economy was the best it'd been in, in years. We were energy independent. We hadn't been energy independent since 1957, I think. The Abraham Accords overseas that were struck under President Trump's leadership were some of the most profound peacekeeping accords that, and agreements that were ever made over there. On top of that, unemployment was at a record low. It had never been so low. The average medium household income had skyrocketed, not just for the middle-class white American but for black and minorities as well. We had prison reform that we hadn't seen. We'd been promised prison reform under Obama and all these other people. We had not seen the kind of prison reform that happened under Trump in history. School choice for urban areas, underprivileged areas, that happened under Trump. There's so much policy that happened under Trump that was great in the American eye. Why was he deemed unfit? It wasn't policy. He was deemed unfit because he said three things. You know what the three things are. What was the first thing that he said that was trying to be used against him to not be elected? Grab him by the hoo-ha. You remember the video. You remember the recording that came out of him saying just to grab women. If you want them, you're a celebrity. Grab them by their private parts. Of course that's a despicable thing to say. Of course he came out apologizing that anybody had to hear it. It's offensive. But when, he, when it came out that he said that, you heard the outcry. Feminists used that as an opportunity to say, see, if Trump is elected, it's doomsday for women. It's, you're, you're electing murder for women. That's what they said. It's a death sentence for women. Feminists and women and, and, and were just going – they were bananas over this. Well, that doomsday prediction didn't pan out and didn't age well because since Trump, there are more women than there ever have been. In fact, the state of America and our culture promoting women is so good that more men are becoming women. I mean look at the trans movement. What was the second thing he said that people deemed – made him unfit to lead our country? Very fine people. That was number two. You remember the protest in Charlottesville where you had white nationalists and neo-Nazis and, and uh, other people who were standing against the people that were trying to tear down statues. And his response was there were very fine people on both sides. Well, they used that to link him with fascism and, and neo-Nazis and white supremacists and all this stuff. Even though in that same speech later on he says, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists who should be condemned totally. He said that. He said those exact words. But even though he said that and clarified, they used that statement, very fine people, those three words, to condemn him and say he's unfit to lead this country. What was the last thing he said? The last thing he said? Fight like hell. January 6th, they said that because he said fight like hell… He incited his followers to a political insurrection, to storm the Capitol and, and, and perform a political insurrection and, and perform the darkest day in democracy for Americans. That's what they said. And then when you watch the impeachment trial, they impeached him over it. But then when you watch the impeachment trial, I loved how his defense lawyers pulled up where Democrat and liberal political pundits and leaders, including Kamala Harris herself, said that same phrase over and over and over. Maxine Waters and Kamala Harris said, we're going to fight like hell to protect this and that. We're going to fight like hell to do this and that. It was so many Democrats saying that exact same phrase. Now, either that phrase is damnable or it is not. It can't be damnable out of the mouth of Trump and not damnable out of the mouth of Kamala Harris or Maxine Waters or anyone else. 
Yet they impeached him over it, and he was acquitted because it was a bogus trial, as we all know. So why am I holding her to such a high standard by simply omitting this right? I'm holding her to a high standard because I don't believe in hypocrisy. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. I don't believe in holding one standard for the 45th president who happened to be a white conservative male and holding a different standard for the sitting vice president who happened just because for whatever reason you want to put it, because she's a female, because she's a minority, whatever you want to put it, we're going to hold her to a different standard. We're going to have more grace for her or she didn't mean it that way. Well, unfortunately, she did mean it that way. She meant exactly what she said. She knows what the Declaration of Independence says, what rights it protects. The Declaration of Independence does protect the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what it does. And that life, that right to life, is not just from the time you are born until you're dead. Or the time until you're born until you no longer you are of no use to society, or if you're on welfare or or you're on social security, or you have to be put in an old folks' home. It's not from the time you are born or until until you uh, stand in the way of their political agenda and their political values. It's from the womb to the tomb, that right to life and its protection. I'm a father of three boys. I was there for the entire process. Me and my wife are probably invasively close to each other. We want to be involved in every aspect of each other's life. I feel like that's what being a good supportive husband and a good supportive wife is. And so when she was pregnant with our first child, I would play games with Liam in her belly. I would whisper to him. I would pat and he would kick. And I knew that there was an interaction happening. But even then, I was ignorant. I didn't know how much of an interaction or how much of a connection when I was singing songs to him and playing guitar or whispering, Daddy loves you, and all this, and trying to pat where I thought his head was in there. I didn't know what kind of connection I was making until it came time for him to be born. In the delivery room, it was me and my wife and, the, and few nurses, a couple nurses, and the midwife. And here we are encouraging my wife, who was a champion, by the way. I Birth is incredible. I don't. It's a miracle of God because I don't even begin to fathom. I can't begin to fathom how difficult that was for her. And it was just my job to support her and give her a few ice chips and maybe a lollipop because I felt so helpless. But I was down there when the, the whole process was happening. We, we pulled Liam out. I cut the cord. I dedicated him to the Lord right there in the delivery room. And then the nurses took him away while I was congratulating my wife on what a fantastic job she was and what a hero she is and a champion she is. And they took him away and set him on this table, this, this big pad, and they begin to clean all the slime and whatever else off of him. And he's wailing. He's wailing. He's crying. Inconsolable. This is the most traumatic experience. A lot of experts say that birth is the most traumatic experience in your human life is coming into this planet for the first time, coming into this world, in this culture, in this, in this thing that we've created that is humanity on earth. It's the most traumatic experience you ever encounter. And there he is on that table crying, wailing, just his guts out. And then I walk over and I put my this finger, my index finger, I just reach out and I put it in his tiny little red hand. And he squeezed it, and I say, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And he stopped crying. 
He remembered my voice. He recognized my voice. He knew who I was. In some way, in some capacity, that little newborn baby had memories, knew, from when he was inside his mother's womb, my voice. Right now, we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this video, my wife and kids, and the good Lord Jesus. Yeah, I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> so, of course, the right to life is protected. Of course, our rights and liberties are protected. And of course, we have the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. But let me explain something to you. If you don't have the right to life, if your right to life isn't protected, what good is liberty? What good is the pursuit of happiness? Can you pursue happiness if you don't, are not promised the right to life? No. Can you pursue freedom and liberty? And can you be in, in liberty and freedom in, if you are not promised the right to life? What good are these promises? They are empty and hollow and devoid of any value if you are not promised the right to life. So Kamala Harris did what she did very deliberately. You can see it in her eyes. She's looking at the teleprompter. She knows she cannot say the right to life. And she's a trained politician. She knows better than I do. Apparently, or so she would have you believe, what the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, what those documents say. She knows that the right to life is protected. What good is your right to freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to, right to bear arms? What good are these rights if your right to life is not protected? They are devoid. They don't matter. The fact that Kamala Harris said what she said, said and did what, what she did, it is the most despicable moment in politics in American history in my opinion in terms of a speech, in terms of a public statement. And it should be that way. It should have some value. This should be relevant and significant to you regardless of your political leanings, regardless of your ideological leanings, whether you're an immigrant, whether you're a born American citizen. This should matter to you. Because she is telling you that your right to life is not protected if it stands in the way of her political agenda. Planned Parenthood's approval of what you say and endorsement of your political leadership should not mean more to you than accurately quoting the Declaration of Independence. It should not. But apparently for our vice president it does. So now as we're getting in towards the end of this discussion, if you think that I'm judging her too harshly, if you think that she has in some way this omission is defensible, by all means, write it in the comments. Keep it family-friendly and write it in the comments. I'd love to debate with somebody, not because I like to argue, but because I am fully aware that there is room for my opinion to be changed and my attitudes to be changed. And I'm more than happy to sit down and listen to an intelligible and intelligent and relevant discussion about why I'm wrong. Happy to. But in my opinion, this omission makes Kamala Harris unfit to be a politician in American government. Not only is she unfit to be a politician, she's clearly unfit to be the vice president, especially the president. But she's unfit to lead any any. Any leadership at all. She's unfit to lead a state. She's unfit to lead this nation, a, a city. She's unfit to be a mother, in my opinion. And you may think that's harsh. If she does not believe that the 
Declaration of Independence defends our right to life. She's unfit to be a mother. You can call it evil. You can say that I'm evil for saying it. I, I doubt it. I'm not evil. I don't think it's evil to admit that human beings, American citizens or otherwise, have the right to life. It's not evil. But I'd be happy to entertain your thoughts as to why I'm wrong or why I'm being over the top about this. I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm not trying to be a drama king or whatever you want to call it. I'm not trying to be a pot stirrer. I'm simply trying to tell you that if you're not aware by now that our politicians are trying to see what they can get away with, wake up. Politicians need to be held accountable for what they say, and they tried to do it with Trump, and they did. They held him accountable. He said fight like hell, and they put him on trial. She omits the right to life from the Declaration of Independence. If we don't say anything, if nobody speaks up, if nobody holds her accountable for this, this sets a precedent. They can say whatever they want. And what they're demonstrating by allowing this kind of omission is that they believe the people that listen to them and the people that love them are stupid or dumb. Listen to the crowd on that tape. They applauded when she omitted the right to life. With the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Are we really that stupid? You tell me. I'm not Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace. I'm not any Ben Shapiro. I'm not any of these guys. I'm just a, an American dad who loves his faith, loves his God, loves his family, loves his country, the flaws and the good parts who sees something despicable on full display and has to say something about it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Do all of the things. Please interact with the channel so we can hear your comments and discuss this. Like I said, we're usually – I like to keep it happy. I like to keep it lighthearted. I think uh, there's good to be found in, in, in every space. If you take enough time to look, if you care to look, and if you care to open your ears and listen to somebody. But thank you for tuning in. This has been Not Gospel. I'm Cliff. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you. If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios YouTube channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you. Thank you.